Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, in honor of Gerda Weisman, recipient of the Presidential Medal of Honor and Holocaust survivor, we are going to tell her incredible love story. Gerda passed away just a few weeks ago, and throughout her life, she was a beacon of hope for millions of people. Today, we celebrate her life and her love. I'm Alicia Rye. And I'm Sarah Wendell. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring a love story to your earbuds each and every weekday. Alicia, mm. happy Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Thank you. And and also happy Jewish American Heritage Month to you. Highest of fives. We're just going to celebrate ourselves all month. Yeah, we're sharing a month here. And then next <laughs> month is our birthday month. Will the party ever stop? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is like a this is like a just kismet all over. This is just back to back celebration. Like and yeah. think about it. So this month we look at our respective cultural heritages yeah and then next month we celebrate the anniversary of our birth and the future of our lives yeah that's amazing that is it's like the past and the future exactly all all together there is a wonderful podcast and treasure trove of information from Layla f saad whose whole creative work is housed under the idea of being a good ancestor Mm. You can't fix the past, but you can be a good ancestor to I the love future. That. Yeah, right? I mean, I I've been thinking about it actually a lot since, oddly enough, since I got my engagement ring, and I've been thinking about if we have kids and I leave it to the kids, will it get passed down? Is it going to get torn apart? You know, whatever whatever might happen to it after I go, and 
And I think about that as like sort of a, cause I, you know, I, I, my mom has my grandmother's rings and, you know, someday we'll get my mom's rings and it is like an unbroken sort of chain, you know, from, yeah. from mother to daughter, mother to child or, and yeah. it's odd to think about that. Like, it's odd to think that there will be a time when I'm not around and someone hopefully will remember me, whether they have something tangible of mine yeah. in their hands or not. Do you know what a chai is? No. It's a Jewish letter. It kind of looks like a tabletop from the oh, side with okay. a little comma off the side. Mm-hmm. It is. It has a numerical value and it, it has a meaning. It's um. It's actually a word. It's not a letter, but you can see it in one mm. shape if you don't use the vowels, and it means life. Oh, okay. And Adam's grandfather, Alex, emigrated to the United States when he was three, mm-hmm. and he had a, a gold high on a chain. And when Adam was born, he's the oldest and he's a, the only boy. So I think he got the chain from his grandfather and the high on his bar mitzvah when he turned mm. 13. So when my kids turned 13, my older son got the high on a new chain and the, mm. my younger son got the chain and a new high for his bar mitzvah. And so we have yeah. this piece of jewelry that goes back two generations. Oh. They were very, very moved when they received mm. it from Adam, even though my younger child knew what was what was coming. Yeah. And I could tell because they just couldn't think of anything to say. It was too big uh. to figure out words. So I think that eventually the things that you love and that are part of you every day mm-hmm. will be very treasured by the people who come after you. I hope so. Yeah, I think that's the dream, right? Yeah. Well, since we're we're talking love and generations and memories – Sometimes when you read a love story and it's beautiful and sad and it's difficult to find all the right words to express it fully, but we're going to try today. This is the story of Gerda Weissman and Kurt Klein, Holocaust survivor, American soldier who met in May of 1945. May 1945. Gerda Weissman is 21 years old. And she is standing outside of a factory. She is leaning up against a wall and she weighs 68 pounds. And she has been through so much in the Holocaust that her hair has turned white. Two American soldiers drive up because they had been told that there were survivors hiding in this factory. And one of the soldiers got out and spoke to her in German and in English and asked if she spoke either language. And they began talking in German. And she did not know that the Germans had been defeated. She did not know that it was done. They were, it was over and mm. they were liberated. She had no idea. The first thing she said was, we're Jewish, you know. And he paused and she thought it was whether or not to decide if it was wise to help her. Because again, she didn't know the war was over. And she mm. thinks, is this guy gonna, thinking about whether or not he should help me, whether it's safe? And then He spoke, and she realized that the reason he couldn't speak is because he had been trying not to cry. And he informs her that he is also Jewish, his name is Kurt, and he introduces himself. Now, he held the door for her to show him where the other survivors were, and she led him into this room full of people who were all too sick to stand up. They had been forced on a death march three months earlier, and they had been hiding since then. And if you think about, it's May It's just now stopped being Mm -hmm. cold. These people are not in good shape. And Klein remembers her sweeping her arm across the room 
and saying, quote, noble, be man, merciful, and good. He could not believe that she was quoting Goethe at such a moment. I like a sarcastic dry woman Mm -hmm. in all stories. It's the most gutting way of saying, look at what humans have done. She was taken to a field hospital because she also was not well, and she was slowly nursed back to health. And a week into her recuperation, Klein came to her bedside, and because he is a decent chap, he brought magazines. Which, I mean, think about it. There are so few magazines now. If you go visit someone in the hospital, what are you going to bring them? Candy Crush? I know. Magazine. I read magazines from the library constantly, but Do almost you really? all digital. Oh, oh, I don't read oh. magazines at all anymore. Let me tell you, digital magazines, oh. y- y- they don't weigh more than the others. That's true. And, That's and you true. just flip through them. Yeah. I can read like four issues of Real Simple and the and the relaxation just washes over oh, okay. me. Okay. All these beautiful people with organized homes. So publishing industry notwithstanding, he brought her magazines because he's a decent kind of dude. And this was the first of many, many visits. They would talk for hours. And soon he was reserving all of his free time to go see her. He would bring her flowers and he would bring her books and he would listen to her as she talked about what had happened and how she was mourning everyone who she had lost. Now, he had been born in Germany, but immigrated in 1937. And he did not know at that time that his parents had died in Auschwitz. Mm. And in June, he was sent to another post, and so they started writing letters. Continued theme of the show. Despite what she felt was a real connection with him, she was very worried that he was just pitying her. So every time she hesitated to accept gifts or offers of help, Kurt started to believe that she wasn't that interested in him Mm. and that she was rejecting him. But despite his lack of certainty, he made sure that she was moved to an area in Germany under American control so that he could still see her at least once a week from his new post. And then he helped her get a job there. In September, the war came to an end, and that meant Klein would be heading back to the U.S. And Weissman just said, okay, bye. She just told him goodbye, and she wished him well. And that was when he decided it was time to lay everything on the line. And he said, don't you understand? I love you, and I want to marry you. And now we're going to take a quick break. But don't go anywhere, because the story will continue. started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that was a tricky proposition, nationally speaking, because if they married in Germany, he would have to sign up for another two years in the army. Mm. And it was not a good option for Weissman to be in Germany for that long. But if he went back to the U.S., they would be separated while he figured out how to get her into the United States by currying favor with different diplomatic channels. She urged him to take the second option, and they started writing letters again. And now, of course, they were both you know, on the same page, emotionally speaking. And if you're thinking, I want to read more love letters, yes, yes, you do. They have been published in a book titled The Hours After 
Letters of Love and Longing in War's Aftermath. And an excerpt from one of his letters reads, Let me bridge time and space to be with you. I let my thoughts of the joy that lies ahead envelop me. Oh, isn't that nice? Nearly a year later, in June of 1946 in Paris, just a little bit over a year after they met, they are reunited. And on their way to City Hall, they stop in a synagogue that still had rubble from airstrikes in it to light a candle for their parents. By then, they knew that all of their parents had perished in the Uh. war. And then once all the paperwork was satisfied, which is the real hurdle here, the pair moved to Buffalo. Oh, little hometown connection. Where they lived for many years before retiring to Arizona, as it is written in Jewish yeah. law. Yeah. When you yes. achieve your great majority, you shall move <laughs> to where it is warm, so it is written. They had three children, eight grandchildren, and 18 oh. chai grandchildren. Wow. 18 is the numerical value assigned to the word chai. And they were married for over 50 years, only ending on his death at June 2002. Weisman Klein wrote a book about her experiences in the Holocaust, having an astounding memory for details about her life in the camps. And it's called All But My Life, a Memoir. And there's a documentary called One Survivor Remembers that won the Oscar in 1996. And in her speech, she said, in my mind's eye, I see those years and days and those who never lived to see the magic of a boring evening at home. I love a good boring evening. Yeah, I know. They're fantastic. Gerda Weissman Klein was honored with the Presidential Medal of Freedom by President Obama in 2011, and she recalled her beloved husband then, and he was the very first American she had ever met. That night, I prayed for him, even though I didn't know his name or his country. Isn't that lovely? That's lovely. That's beautiful. Well, I think when you've got heritage months where you look back at all of the things that shape who you are it's absolutely Mm -hmm. essential to remember the love stories that shape who we are yeah 100% so that I think is my love to go for this episode Mm. treasure the heritage of the love stories that came before you I love that especially the ones in your family we've said this before but go be nebby ask your relatives to tell you their stories yeah and they'll happily tell you (laughs) if they're anything like my relatives they'll happily tell you (laughs) I want to hear all the love stories you should send me your family's love story shouldn't people send us their family's love stories yeah please we would love to hear them you can send an email to lovestruckdaily at frolic.media and please 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 leave us a review if you're at all able to and we will happily read that you can put your love stories in the review and we'll read those on the air yeah and you can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter at LoveStruckDaily. Please double check that you're following us on Instagram because we also have extra content on there with photos of the people that we talk about. And it's really nice. And they're really cute. Sometimes there's dogs. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. We wish you a very happy ever after. 